Today marks the beginning of a sermon series on the story of Joseph. Ilana and I will be going through Joseph's story in depth because it's often a story that we kind of gloss over. We figure we, we know it already. We've seen that musical, Joseph and the Amazing Technicolor Dreamcoat. What more could there be? Well, there's a reason that we call this series Joseph More Than a Dreamcoat. May you hear good news and reach new understandings through this series. Joseph's story is the last story in the book of Genesis, the first book of the Bible, and it's a rather complicated one. Though later the chosen people of God will be referred to as children of Israel, Joseph literally is a child of Israel. His father, born with the name Jacob, took the name Israel after wrestling an angel and reuniting with his brother Esau in the Holy Land. And Jacob, well, he went on to marry two sisters, Leah and Rachel, and had children with two more women, their servants, Zilpah and Bilhah. That's a lot of mothers, and there were a lot of children. Joseph, though he was the second youngest child in the whole family, was the firstborn of Rachel, the most beloved wife of Jacob or Israel, however you want to think of it. And so Joseph became the favorite son, despite being one of the youngest. Our story of Joseph opens with a teenage Joseph helping his brothers in the field, or possibly acting as servant to them. The Hebrew word could mean either. The Bible tells us he was helping specifically the sons of Bilhah and Zilpah. Now, if you remember, those are the servants of uh, Rachel and Leah. So it means that Joseph is acting as the servant to the servant's kids. So when favorite son Joseph takes bad reports back to their dad, it's not exactly a good setup for sibling harmony. Now, many people try to excuse Joseph. They say, oh, maybe the reports he brought back, maybe they were true. But no one likes a tattletale, and it's tacky to say bad things about your brothers. Nope. While English has that possibility, the Hebrew word here means slander or defamatory reports. Joseph lies to their dad to make his lower status but oldest brothers look bad. And the Bible tells us that his brothers, all of his brothers, had the reaction to this that we would probably expect. They hated him and could not speak peaceably to him. They couldn't speak peace to him. Not only does this mean that Joseph's brothers were upset with him, it also means that they literally couldn't bring themselves to say hello, since the way to greet someone in the ancient world was to say, peace be with you, shalom aleichem, peace be with you, hello. These brothers couldn't even get that out. They couldn't even greet Joseph. Have you ever held someone in such contempt that you couldn't even say hello? At first, you notice more and more how that person always does that one thing that annoys you so much. Every time they speak, you start to look for the thing that they are saying wrong, and you know that they're going to say that thing wrong. Later, the other person looks so poisonous, just covered in filth, that you can't open your mouth to speak even a single word for fear of accidentally letting a drop of that poison, that coating in. But that vileness, it's not actually covering them. Instead, it's like a varnish over you, a, a coating of anger, fear, hatred, and negativity that tints everything you see. 
Sometimes that anger and fear and hatred can remain so long that you forget it's not supposed to be that way. It's like wearing tinted glasses or ski goggles if you're a person who likes to ski. When you put them on, everything looks wrong and yellow, and if you immediately take them off, well, it's like returning to the way things are supposed to look. It's like you never had them on at all. But if you leave the goggles on and you spend the day skiing or driving or gardening, whatever it is that you want to do when you're wearing goggles or tinted glasses, well, then you adjust to the coloring. When you take them off, that's when everything looks wrong. The moment you take them off. And while wearing goggles or tinted glasses is helpful in many circumstances, the coating of hatred and lies, that's never helpful. When looking through the coating of lies, everything is distorted so that others seem to reflect your own negativity. It becomes easier and easier to insult someone, to treat them as less than human, to want to fight them, to hurt them, even to kill them. It also becomes harder and harder to let go of the hatred. Living without it just seems wrong, like taking off the glasses at the end of the day. Well, the book of James in the New Testament has other examples of the importance of telling the truth. He says that you've not reached full maturity until you've learned to control the tongue, that lies and, and slander are like the spark that starts a wildfire. James compares the tongue to a ship's rudder that, with only a small part, the much larger vessel can be turned. In other words, if you speak truth, you will be able to steer yourself around the flotsam and jetsam, the rocks and whirlpools that stand in your way. Most of all, James reminds us to stop bragging about ourselves. That bragging, ambition, and jealousy, well, these are the things that lead to disorder and evil. In contrast, he says, peaceful, gentle, merciful, fair and genuine authentic speech plants the seeds of justice and peace. So now back to Joseph. His brothers already hate him for being in his dad's favor and telling lies about them. Not only is Joseph the favorite son, but Jacob, Israel, decided to make Joseph a special coat to show everyone his status as the favorite son. Now this coat, what we know about it, it's a long coat with long sleeves, probably made with stripes of different color cloth uh, in long vertical stripes running down the whole way. It's a special coat. Later on in scripture, these same words are used to describe clothing worn by royalty and, and priests. It's a special coat indeed, however it looked. Whether it was many-colored or just long-sleeved or whatever it happened to be, it was a very special and marking coat. It said that this man is very special, different from everyone else. And Joseph, well, he appears to have worn the special coat everywhere, rubbing in his status with his jealous brothers. Now, maybe even with Joseph wearing the coat everywhere, maybe his brothers would have cooled down after a time. But Joseph, he ramps things up another notch. He tells them about his dreams. The first one shows him and his brothers gathering grain in the field when his bundle of grain rises up 
and their bundles gather around it and bow down to it. His brothers, already coated in the varnish of hatred, they don't take this dream very well, seeing it as a boasting that Joseph will one day rule over them. And as we'll see, important dreams in Joseph's story almost always come in pairs. In his next dream, not only the eleven stars in the sky representing his brothers, but also the moon and sun of his mother and father, they all bow down to him. Any hope he had of positive relations with his family, well, that seems to go out the window with his second telling of his boastful dreams. Now, Joseph is not telling lies to his family. He's telling the truth about his dreams. But none of them want to hear him out because of the lies he has already told. In the same way, lies that we tell have a tendency to stick around longer than we'd like them to. And even though Joseph is now speaking the truth, he's also telling the story boastfully, exactly what James warns us against much later. I wonder what would have been if Joseph had been more careful in speaking peacefully with his brothers. Would he have been more worthy of this special coat his father made for him? Could he have apologized and lived in peace with them? Just as Joseph and his family made choices in what they say to each other, so do we. The mounting tension among the family of Jacob or the children of Israel, that was not helped by boastful statements or rising hostility toward each other. I have hope that we will one day live in a world where there are no lies. A world without boasting. A world without slander. One day we will live in a world where the coating of lies and hatred has been fully wiped away, and we will see each other in the peace and love that God has always intended. Until that day arrives, though, we can still be bearers of the peaceful word, helping to clear the coating of lies off of ourselves and our loved ones speaking words of peace, and living into mercy, gentleness, and authenticity. In that way, we can help prevent escalating violence and hostility. We can be the rudders of the great ship of the world, helping to turn back to God's way. And so may God's love lead you to love your neighbor. May the light of Christ lead you to shine with truth and goodness. May the peace of the Holy Spirit guide you to lift up others rather than yourself. Amen.